Welcome to Those Who Can Teach, an education podcast with Oliver Furnival. Hello, and welcome to episode five of Those Who Can Teach. This is the third podcast on my revision series where I'm discussing products and techniques aimed at helping students prepare for exams. As teachers, please adapt this advice to meet your own context or you can share this podcast directly with your students. Please look back at the start of episode three for an overview of how to use these revision techniques and products. In this episode, I'm going to discuss mind maps. Those who can teach. Mind maps are a great revision tool. Created by Tony Bazan, who I was lucky enough to meet during my teacher training and whose books and websites on them I highly recommend, they are, through their use of images, colour and keywords, designed to unlock knowledge for association. Mind maps take advantage of the fact that, as humans, we often think in images. If, for example, I, I ask you to think of a pizza, the chances are you'll picture one with maybe cheese, pineapple on top of it. What you probably won't do is picture the letters P-I-Z-Z-A in black ink on straight lines, which is often how we make notes and how we revise. Now, for some people, that works. But for some of us, in doing that, we often get tired, our mind starts to drift off, and sometimes we can have written notes and not remembered what we're writing about in the first place. Creating mind maps will not only, for the use of images and only a few keywords, help you stay focused and more alert when creating it than copying line after line, but your finished product will be an excellent revision tool which will help you unlock all the ideas that you held in your head in a logical order. What I'm going to do now is to describe making a mind map, focusing on the topic of the similarities and differences between the old and new Labour Party, a political party in the United Kingdom. Mind maps work well when they're created on large pieces of paper. Start off with a blank piece of paper turned sideways. This will give your brain the freedom to spread out in all directions and to express itself more freely and naturally. When we start a mind map, we use an image for our central idea. This will help you use your imagination. It's more interesting and it will help you stimulate ideas. Make the image colourful. So for my mind map on the similarities and differences between old and new Labour, I'm going to start by drawing a red rose, which is the emblem of the Labour Party. Next to the rose, I'm going to have a VS, which is verses. So old Labour versus new Labour. And the key image in the centre of my mind map is a rose. And around the rose, I'm going to draw lovely wiggly lines to encapsulate the whole rose. Colours are essential in mind maps. Use them throughout your map. They add extra vibrancy and life to your mind map and it adds energy to your creative thinking. Be creative with your ideas. Let your mind take you on the journey because your mind is going to lead you in the associations. So the more creative you are, this shows the more natural thinking that you're doing. And when you look back on the mind map, your mind, which created it in the first place, is going to make the associations for you. So the four main points to remember in our, as we do our mind maps is the key ideas, using colour, using pictures. And finally, they're going to be linked together in logical order. So what we're going to do is from our central picture of the rose, we're going to draw branches outwards from the central image and we're going to connect our second and third level of thinking which will be represented in branches to them. Your brain works by association. It likes to link things together. If you connect the branches, you will understand and remember the information more easily. 
It's essential that when we start drawing our branches, we make them in curvy lines. Our brain doesn't like straight lines. Not only should they be curvy lines, but they should be nice, colourful ones. So use yellow, orange, bright green to make sure that your brain is interested and it's associating this colour with the pictures and its pictures back to your ideas. We don't want too many words in our mind map. So the advice is to use one keyword per line. Use your keyword on the curvy branches outwards. The keywords give your mind map more power and flexibility and allow your brain to make links to the related knowledge. What the keywords would do is they, along with the pictures, will unlock knowledge that you've already got from your lessons, from your readings, from your discussions. Finally, it's key to this mind map that we use images throughout. Each image is worth a thousand words and again will unlock this related knowledge in your brain. Those who can teach. Putting all that advice into practice, what I'm going to do on my picture of old labour versus new labour, as I said, I've got the rows drawn and now I'm going to use green and I'm going to do wiggly lines. The first wiggly line I'm going to do is separate the page in half through differences and similarities. On my differences page, the first branch outwards is going to just have one keyword on a curvy line, which is going to say equality. At the end of that curve, I'm going to split it into old and new. And automatically, I know that's old labour and new labour. And for old labour, what I'm going to do is have a picture of four or five faces, all different colours, all happy, all in a straight line. This shows they are equal. And around that, I'm just going to have images to show me how the old Labour Party would represent equality. So I might draw a house education, a stethoscope to represent the health service. I might have pound signs to represent tax. Then what I'm going to go now is go to the new labour line. So I've got my quality is split into old, it's split into new. My new is written in capital letters, just as every keyword is along the wavy line. And when I draw new, I'm going to have the same faces. However, I'm going to now draw them in a staircase, starting at the top and going downwards which shows that the new labour believes in natural inequality and I'm going to write the word okay on the picture to show that new labour believe is okay for people to have different links to equality than others but what I'm also going to do at the bottom of that stair is I'm just going to do a nice big bright green arrow with the word opportunity because that shows me that the new labour do believe that even those at the bottom should have equal opportunity to rise through the system so I'm going to leave that part of my mind map on equality and I'm going to go off to wherever my brain takes me and start a new new branch outwards and all I'm going to have is the word capitalism in capital letters and again I'm going to separate the branches at the end with new and old. At the end of my old branch I'm going to separate again into public versus private and in public I'm going to draw different parts of the society that were owned by the public. So I might draw coal, train, a light bulb to show electricity and all I've got there is three key pictures which shows me that under old labour they believed in public ownership of those facilities. And then I'm going to go back to my private part of the branch and under private I'm going to draw a private service, a business, so perhaps here I've got Virgin Airlines. What I've got also is a picture of Big Ben which shows government and I've got an eye looking at Virgin and the key word is monitor and this shows me that old labour did believe in private enterprise however it was monitored by the government so again you can see all I've got is wiggly lines capitalism old labour public private then I've got my pictures and one other keyword 
is monitor. Then I go back to my line of capitalism and I draw another branch off to new labor. And for new labor, I'm going to think about more reliance on the free market. So I'm going to draw a much draw market stalls. Now, I must really emphasize here that you do not need to be good at art. All you've got to do is pictures. I'm using stick men. I'm using basic market stalls. However, I'm drawing it and it's for myself. So if I can understand my drawings, my pictures, that's all that matters. So I've got free market next to the word new. It's branched off. And I, again, I've got lots of pound signs and I've got ticks to show that they like it. And all of this is in my mind map on the differences part of old and new labor. So at the bottom half of my mind map, I'm going to look now very quickly at similarities. I'm going to draw yet another curvy, colorful branch offwards. And I'm going to show that old labor and new labor agreed on rights. Now here, I don't need to write old and new because it's the same. So I've just got the keyword rights and I'm going to branch off on my branches and I'm just going to write keywords, no discrimination, equality, and just maybe keywords such as religion, race and gender. So they're just the only keywords I have. And now what I need to do is just draw symbols, maybe perhaps um, religious symbols, perhaps a map of the world to show people from all around the world. So again, all I've got here are keywords and pictures. All of the keywords and all of the pictures are joined together with these lines. So once my mind map is finished on old labor versus new labor at the top half, I've got differences. I've, got, I've gone for capitalism, class and equality. And on the bottom half, I've gone for similarities of rights, regulation and welfare state. So really, that's just six key words. From those, I branch off, but I join with my wiggly lines, my colorful lines, and I get new keywords, as I've explained. And all around those are pictures. And here, what I've done is I've allowed my mind to draw, to link ideas, which I will then use in my revision. Those who can teach. Once I've created my mind map, how can I use it for revision? Well, there's a couple of really good things you can do. First of all, you could put it on your bedroom wall or you could have it in folders and just open it up. And once you're looking at it, what you could do is you could speak your way through it. You could look at your exam question, which probably something like this would be describe the differences and similarities between old and new labor. And you could talk through the key points. You're not reading the book again. All you're doing is looking at your six main areas as discussed in this podcast. And what you need to do is test how the mind map works for you. And what's really good here is if you look at the mind map and let's say, for example, I'm looking at equality. I go from equality branch to old and I see my picture of a school and suddenly I think, OK, so I can see here old Labour believe that all students in the United Kingdom have the same equal right to education. But I don't remember any education acts or the ages or the types of schools, then that makes me understand that I need to go back and re-look re at that. Otherwise, if I do remember that, I can just talk my way through it. And I can see a picture of a house here, and I'm looking at equality to housing, and I can see here uh, the stethoscope, and I can then, hopefully, it will unlock my knowledge of um, the creation of the welfare state, the creation of the National Health Service. I can talk about 1948, when that was created, and talk about the system, all from this mind map. That's unlocking my knowledge there. I don't need to keep rereading it. Similarly, I could look at the same mind map and I could set myself however many minutes I think I'm going to need in my real exam for this, perhaps looking through the past papers or talking to my teacher. And I can then look at my mind map and write from there. So I'm practicing writing the essay based on the hints that I'm getting from my pictures, from my keywords and from my images. So to summarize the outcomes of creating mind maps, well, they will stimulate your brain and they will unlock knowledge hidden in it through using colour, pictures, keywords, linking together 
this is going to get your brain working and it's going to unlock your knowledge. And for some people, that's a lot easier than simply rereading a book. Because as I said at the start of this description, that can make us tired. Our brain's not that interested in straight white lines, um, straight lines, sorry, of black ink. They're quick to make. And once you've got them, you can stick them on your wall. You can put them in folders. You can flick through them. They trigger important information. My maps are adaptable. They can be used for note taking from books. You could take it from your topic summaries you already made in your notes. You can make mind maps from essay plans. As Once you get into your exam, you're not going to have time to sit there and get all the colours out. But you could use the same technique of simply drawing um, lines linked to each other. And if you have time, very, very quick sketches. Another advantage of a mind map is that you can add ideas to it. So if you go through the mind map and suddenly, because it's associating, because it's linking, new ideas spring up, all you need to do is draw another line, add one keyword and add a quick sketch. Well, thank you very much for listening to this podcast on mind maps. If you have any questions, please email me at those who can teach podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to speaking to you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Those Who Can Teach with Oliver Furnival. If you have any questions about the topics discussed in this episode or would like to be interviewed in the future, please email those who can teach podcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at IBCoordinator underscore and on YouTube at Teaching and Learning. The music is mixed by Kago, artwork is by Chris Mills, and the voiceover is me, Victoria Furnival. See you next time.